0: Hey, TABC family, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you with us as we seek to go deeper into Sunday's teaching and ask the questions that will help us live out God's Word in our daily lives. That's why we do this podcast, to equip the followers of Jesus here at 12th to grow in obedience and affection for Him every day. Our hope is that at 12th, we would be a biblical community of kingdom people who are joining God in the restoration of all things, one person, one place at a time. And our desire is that our time together today equips you to do just that. Thanks for being with us, let's jump in. Hey everybody, it is Garen and Jordan coming to you talking about Garen's names of God message from May 14th. This name of God was Yahweh Shama. Shama. Yes. Yahweh Shama. Now, not not you've talked about this other Hebrew word, Shama, before. Yes. But and I was kind of like, are we doing this? But it's a, Shama it's again? a different kind of thing.
1: Or am I just making words up and, and I'm using the same one? There's for the a same
0: 90% thing? chance Garen is just making up words, <laughs> and we're all gonna get to heaven and God's gonna be like, we're gonna be like, oh Yahweh, Sid Canu, it's you. He's like, What? I never said that. <laughs> Garen was pulling them all over, guys. Yeah, the no. Shema
1: is the creator of the confession that there is no, you know, you the Lord, our Lord is is one and all of that. That's a confession. That's a different word than Shema. That was like
0: the main prayer the Hebrew people would pray to uh-huh. God. Is well. Yeah, right? Deuteronomy 6. Yeah. And,
1: uh-huh. Love the Lord your God with all your
0: heart. S-H-E-M-A. Yeah. Little different than Yahweh Shema, S-H-A-M-M-A-H. Correct. Yep. So.
1: Yep, different word.
0: It's like... Uh, it's like in English, the difference between, uh, uh, I don't know, what are yeah, two words that sound really similar?
1: I'm too tired to go there. As soon as you start <laughs> saying that, I'm like, <laughs> like, boy, I hope we don't.
0: Like shake and bake or something. Bake. Like it's just a little different, but it means very different things. Yeah. So to a to an Israelite, it would make perfect sense to us. It's a little bit tougher. But Yahweh Shama, meaning I am there. And Garen, right out of the gate, I had this question and maybe no one else had this question and you actually answered it pretty well. But when you said, That means God is saying, I am there. I was thinking of that as like, okay, I'm there like over that, like in heaven or I'm over there. And to me, I'm like, well, that doesn't mean that he's here. It just means that he's there. And so I was a little lost on that, but you came back and answered it really well with a whole lot of verses that made it clear that God is not only there, but God is here. Yeah. That there is here. Yeah. Yeah. For
1: him, it's there, but for me, it's here.
0: So not really there, like as in a geographical location, God is there, but more like, God, are you there? Yeah, I'm yeah, there. Uh-huh. Yep, like that. Right,
1: yes, that kind of there.
0: Like God, are you there? Yeah. yeah I'm there. Okay, yeah. that makes sense for me. Yeah, a lot of those verses you pointed to, Psalm 75, 119 and 34, talk about how God is near to us. Uh-huh. Yep. And then you pulled out Isaiah 41 and 43, where he says, I, either I am with you or I will be with you. And then in Matthew 28, Jesus tells us that he will be with us till yeah, the end, until am, the end of yep. the age as well. I am
1: with you. And then his name, Emmanuel, God with us. So right. that, all that with, all the times in the Old Testament, he says, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Just over and over again is a very common, important theme. And so, yeah, the with, the there is here. It's, the I'm there is here.
0: And then it's also really reassuring that we can look at great fathers of the faith like David and if he can have these crises where he's crying out saying, God, are you even there? Yes. It makes me feel a little bit better on my days yeah, where I'm not feeling close yep. or not feeling his presence as quickly. Like, okay, it's all right because other people have been here too. Right. So that's why I love
1: David. I mean, if I'm, I always feel like he's the man after God's hurt heart. If he's asked the same things I'm asking, then that's got to be good, right? That's got to be good. He's, He's the man. If he's you're hanging out with him.
0: Those Psalms are so raw, man. And I know you're going to get into it this summer, the Psalms. But like those really are just like reading his diary Yeah, and exactly. His pain. Yep. It's his journal and it's where he's at that day. And if for nothing else, for me, it's almost good to read those and just be like, okay, somebody else has felt this way. Yep. And so I'm not like a weirdo and yep. I'm not fake. Yep. Like this is right. just kind of what it is sometimes.
1: And that so. you can be spiritual and ask those questions. Right. Because we tend to think they're non-spiritual. but Yeah.
0: Yep. So Garen, you're spiritual. When you ask those questions, what is it that I don't know, what is it that gives you comfort in those moments or whatever? Because I think the rest of us, we're kind of floundering, like, what does this mean? <laughs> and we're we would maybe go to you for that. So like when you feel like that or or have those moments, what is it like for you?
1: It's well I was gonna say as church staff, we never have those moments, right? We're the
0: Oh right. Yeah. Well, you That's, know, if if we had those moments. We're paid what? to not have those moments.
1: <laughs> no. Because we all do. For me, it's it really is the the taking captive my thoughts. And it's like the one I'm willing to take my emotions of God because he tells me I can in the Psalms, right? So it's okay for me to say this. It's okay for me to be in that, but I just know I can't sit in it. So I'm always bringing the word of God to bear. Okay, right. It feels like you're not here, but you are Yahweh Shema. You're the God, you know, you're el Roi. you see, you're my shepherd. Okay. Hey, the reality is you're my provider. You are here. You are acting. It's not how I want you to. It's not in the timing. So it, it really is that whole, again, taking my thoughts captive and letting the word of God, you know, living on fact, not feelings. You know, we, we talk about oh, that, right? Yeah, With people right. that I say, okay, here's how I feel. I feel like you're not here. But I'm
0: not letting that drive my train. I'm willing to admit it. I was going to mention the train because you mentioned that to me one time and it was really helpful. Can you explain that just yeah, a little bit?
1: that most people live with what's driving their life. The, the engine of their life is their feelings and what they feel they do. Well, I don't feel like eating well today. I don't feel like running today. I don't feel like being nice today. And you just do what you feel. But nobody will ever grow that way. Scripture talks about the changing, the renewing of the mind, the changing of my thinking, that thinking and what I know, the facts of the word of God are what drive my life. And then after that comes faith. So I trust those. And if I do that, my feelings will follow. They'll, yeah, I can have days where I'm feeling like I'm alone. But if I really lean into the facts of scripture, take my thoughts captive, I trust that. You know, I like David, I tell my soul, why are you so downcast? Put your hope in God. So I'm I'm doing that actively. And then my feelings will come and like the aloneness goes away, you know, after a day or after an hour, or a lot of times when I'm in the word, I'm like, wow, I came into this feeling this way, but I'm leaving feeling a little bit different because I'm not letting my feelings drive my train. I'm letting the facts of the word of God. And just when putting my trust in it to the best of my ability is where I am in my journey.
0: So the image there is this train and it's all about what is that locomotive driving it? Are you being driven by your feelings or by truth? Yep. And then whatever is leading, something's going to follow that. Yep. And so if your feelings are leading, then when you're feeling it, your faith is going to be good. The truth will be there. But you're saying truth goes first. Feelings will fall in line. Maybe not every single day. But in the long term, yeah. Um, going going the same direction towards Jesus all the time, your feelings will fall in. Yep. They and, will fall in line. And then is there was there something behind the feelings? Was there like a third one? No, it's so it's the
1: fact and there's faith and there's feelings. So the faith oh, is
0: fact, faith, that faith. I actually okay.
1: make choices based upon that. I'm gonna put my faith in it and I'm gonna obey. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna live as if the fact is true. I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do. Yes. Okay. I'm going to show up and I'm gonna serve people. And live as if God is with me. He is with me. I I believe that, and that's how I'm going to live. And you find that your feelings will follow. That. Will follow that. Okay. So yeah, the fact that your feelings follow, it's thinking, behavior, feeling. That my thinking affects behavior. Behavior affects feeling, not the other way around. And so these names are are perfect for that. I should probably at some point say this. I've got a few weeks apply this to that. These names because these are all fact things. Like knowing who. He oh, is. say the train thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I'm think glad so we too. had this conversation. That's worth. That's worth bringing up. I dude. think so
0: too. When you shared that with me, that was really helpful. I can think of one other person that we've talked about. You've shared that with them too and it was really good. So I think in front of the whole church. That'd yeah, be... that's... Actually, that's more of our TBC Plus Prime member subscription <laughs> Yeah, thing. that's the Prime. So if you're a Prime member with us, then you get the train analogy. But if you're just a... What do you call it? What's the lower level called? Just the...
1: What do you call like the lower ba- level? if you're on the
0: basic plan? Yeah, just on the basic. You're not premium plan. If you're yeah. just a ba- on the basic plan, you don't get.
1: That means that. we need so. to start dropping ads into that basic plan, and they like every 10 minutes
0: an oh. ad pops in, and they have yeah, to listen your, to it. Yeah, and your sermon like you could just pause you it you every, uh-huh. every 10 minutes. But, but like, if they
1: pay, like mm. <laughs> that's great, man. We, we can monetize this.
0: Perfect. That's what it's all about, right? <laughs> Darren, you said something that kind of shook me up a little bit and maybe a lot of people, but you talked about Genesis twenty eight sixteen, and the scary reality that it says God was here, but I missed it, right?
1: Yeah, I was and not who, aware. Who was saying that again? That was Jacob. Wow, right. God was here, but I was not aware. Yeah. Sad and it's scary when I think about me that that could happen to me, that God could sh- I could meet God and he's like, you know what? There were 67 times I intentionally stepped into your life to do something in your life and you only saw three of them. Mm. I'd be, that'd be like a tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that could have set, you know, I don't want to speak too extreme. Your life on a different course, or, but it could have changed something. And I, and I missed it. Like, that is just scary. So And I don't want to live there. I, I want to be aware and noticing. That's kind of why I brought that whole Kairos thing in. Because yes, he is always there. That's the point of the name. He's always there. But sometimes he wants to step into my life in a unique way to get my attention because he wants to teach me or show me something really specific about himself or me or what's going on around me. And I don't want to miss those. And that's why I kind of did that Kairos moment
0: when we're I, that model. I would say, yeah, it's scary. And you may even miss out on something that you may not have. Uh, or you may miss out on something that you, yeah, that you wouldn't have if you were paying attention. But also just like from like a goodness and an enjoyable standpoint. Like it's all, like God is giving you good things. He is ushering you into stuff. And and I would just think about it like, man, I missed an opportunity to really enjoy God there or to like experience something really good and beautiful and new in my life. And so, yeah, the whole like life trajectory thing is scary enough, but even just think about on top of that, like he's just so good. I know that what he has for me is good and I would have missed out on a huge blessing if I maybe didn't hear him. Yeah, and if you
1: think to the chorus moment you've entered into, there was something about that moment of walking into that with God that you experience him in a new way. And like, I love how you said that. I experience not just the trajectory that comes, but just the goodness of like, wow, he cares so much. He, he was wanting to meet me here. And as I walk with him through this, I come to see his beauty and I'm even more drawn to who he is. So uh, that's, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. You brought us this Kronos Kairos thing more. Oh, it's not Hebrew. Now it's Greek. There yeah, were three Greek. languages in here. Dude. It's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so two Greek words that both mean time. Kronos meaning like clock time or calendar time. Which yep. you, what we think about when we think about time. Yes,
1: how we, our culture is driven by chronos Our
0: culture then. is, yeah, it's chronos time. And then uh, Kairos is a different kind of time and it's like an appointed time. Yep. Or a time that God intervenes in our lives. Yeah, uh-huh. And so tell me if I'm wrong on this, but you were saying that we've got to be looking out for the Kairos because if we are just paying attention to Kronos, then we're going to miss out on him, just like Jacob did in Genesis yep. 28. Yep. And so was that kind of your leading into this? Like in the moment, I, I've heard you talk about these things and I was excited we were talking about it, but I was kind of like, okay, wait, what's the lead in? So the lead in was Genesis 28, Jacob missed it. And so this thinking along this kairos time is how we cannot miss it. It's God. how we cannot
1: miss it's it. It's how we can yep. stay tuned in. That, that was a that Matthew, I mean, Genesis twenty-eight was a kairos moment for him. And he almost he's like, I didn't even know God was here. And so yeah, it's that idea that sometimes he's always there, but sometimes maybe he wants to reveal something to me or do something for me and he wants to invite me into it. And so I don't want to miss those very special ones. Because in my chronos, he's there all the time. Right. He's in all my seconds, all my minutes. He's there.
0: Not to say that God is not with you. Yes. And then all of a sudden he pops into no, your not story. That he pops in, He's but, always present with us. But it's like,
1: I want to interact with you in a really deep way in this circumstance. Or I want to teach you something. Okay. And something happens. And he's like, will you join me in that? Because if you'll join me, who knows what can happen.
0: So can you give some characteristics of a Kairos moment? Like, is there anything in specific that marks it or is there a way to be on the lookout for it because we don't want to miss those things? Yeah,
1: so I am going to come back June 17th and we're going to look at Moses and I'm going to get a lot more into this. Okay. And I yesterday I was just kind of giving an overview and so we're going to get into that. But for me, one thing is you you have times where something happens, somebody says something and it impacts you, like not just an impact, there's a real deep impact and it's like, whoa, that... What is that? You know, you read a quote and it just sticks with you and it's like, it feels like a paradigm changing thing or it's something, a scripture you really need in your life. To me, it's those things that really grab you. That's just one way. There's, do you think There's um, a lot more. But. Do you think emotion can be a good marker of Kairos? Yes. That's why, and when you read about this, they'll talk about if you have a very strong emotional reaction, either negative or positive, that's likely a Kairos moment of God stepping into you we talked about that idolatry. It's like, okay, I'm going to dig into that emotion. Why was that so joyful to me, or why was that? Why did that make me so angry? Mm. Yeah, because underneath that, he's stepping into my life. He has something he has for me. So yes, emotions, an emotional reaction to something, is is a good marker. Right? Uh, that's one of them.
0: Yep. Okay. And you're going to come back to that later. We are going
1: to come back to that. So is we that in Names delve. of
0: God, or is that later?
1: That's. Gonna be right after, so we're gonna finish up Names of God the second week of June, and the week after that, I want to come back to this Ooh, and show how it works
0: in the life of Moses. Third week of June.
1: Yep, Father's Day actually.
0: Oh, good.
1: So, I like
0: that you saved the best messages for Father's yeah, Day.
1: Yeah, best for best good for tip. Mother's Day and Father's Day. Yeah, I just kind of kind of introduced it on Mother's. No, Day. no, 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 not, not Mother's Day. We're It's a,
0: the best on Father's yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> you introduced it on Mother's Day. It was like the the coming attraction. <laughs> <laughs> to the real event. But then the real event's on Father's, on Father's Day. day. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a, that's a joke. Um, okay, so really quickly, because you already went through this, but just to make sure, this Kairos moment, you know, you're going through Kronos time. You're going through your day. Uh-huh. You interact with this, this God moment, this Kairos moment. Something maybe emotional or something hits you. You're gonna talk more about what that really looks like, but God, God meets you. And then there's a few steps that we have to take in this, and we have a choice on even if we want to be a part of this Kairos yes, uh-huh. moment or not. So that's yep. step one, right? Yes, is, step one is identifying it. Do I? Okay, yeah. Okay, this is a Kairos oh, moment. This is it. God's. KU, my K.U. just lost in the Sweet 16. <laughs> they shouldn't have. This is a Kairos moment. I'm yes. very emotional right now. Yes. Okay, so number one is identifying it. Number two is. Enter into Either I, I get choose to, to choose enter into it or not. I'm really upset KU lost. I can, I can choose to sit here and think on this and like really process why I'm feeling so emotional. Or I can just say, you know what? Heck with this Kairos moment. I'm just going to keep going about my day. Yeah.
1: We'll win it next year.
0: We'll win it next year. I don't want to think I'm not too gonna deeply. Delve into why, I'm not trying to look into my feelings. Why right that now. crushed me. Yeah. Wait, is that the Arkansas coach with his shirt off? What's going on? Okay, <laughs> turn this off. We're done. Okay, so you get to either enter into this. Kairos moment or opt out and say, nope, I'm just going to continue my life. Just continue my path. If you do choose to enter into the Kairos moment, then you've got a threefold process that's going to happen here, right? That involves the totality of who I am. The first one is that you're going to encounter. Can you break down what that is? Yeah, encounter is where
1: I invite. It's like, God, I want to meet you like in a deep soul way in my heart, as we would say. So I I want your spirit in this, you know, you're trying to speak. Yes,
0: Lord, I want to hear. So it's like, I really want to meet you in this. So, that's the first so the So the language of heart is, God, I recognize you're in this and I desire to meet with yeah, you. Yeah, I want to meet with you. Okay. Step two is we are orient, orienting uh-huh. orient. with our head. Yeah, and that's the head because
1: these things almost always require, there's almost a thinking component like God's wanting to teach me something new or I've got a false belief or a false narrative. He's wanting to rewrite through this Yeah. or he's revealing something to me, but there's a thinking like with the KU, this thing's an idol in your life. I want you to see it. Yeah. And so it's revealing something. And I've got to think about that and process that. So
0: if step one, I'm saying, God, I want to meet with you. What am I saying in step two? Step two.
1: Yeah, actually when I've got a question for each of these that I left out for June. But the thing is like, what do I what do you want me to learn?
0: Okay. God, what are you trying to show me? Yeah. What
1: are you trying to show me?
0: Okay. God, I recognize you're here. I want to meet with you. Yep. God, what are you trying to show me? Yeah.
1: What are you trying to show? What are you trying to teach me? What are you you trying trying to to show me? me?
0: And then step three is participate, which is your head. Yep. Now that I've nope. learned all, which is, which is hands. Your hands. I've all got right. to get,
1: I've got to put it in action. And it's what do you want me to do? Okay. Because he's always calling me. It's not just learning. It's not just a learning faith. It's an experiential yada learning or gnosko in Greek. It's experiential learning. So what you want me to do something and what do I need to do
0: to adapt to
1: what you're telling me?
0: So in my own little example, my Kairos moment was KU losing unexpectedly in the NCAA tournament. Okay, I recognize it's a Kairos moment. I'm going to enter into this. Step one, gotta recognize you're here. What, you know, and that's what I'm telling you. Step two, God, what do you want to teach me? Well, I'm trying to teach you that maybe you have made basketball an idol. Yep. Step three, okay, God, I recognize basketball is maybe an idol in my life. So what do you want me to do about it is step three. Yep. And then you might say, well, I want you to, Start recognizing that you can put other things above that, and maybe yep. move that down a few yeah. notches maybe on the total. Maybe pole. you
1: intentionally watch a few fewer games next year, yeah. or maybe it's put, I'm only going to watch more gear.
0: Right? Maybe I'm only going to watch one game a week next year, or maybe yeah, you know what? Of, but what are we going to do to put in place? Yeah, right? Because I know I I realize this is taking too much of my time, energy, and resources. So let's say we work through that whole entering into a moment. We we let heart, head, and hands take place. Okay, I've got my marching orders. I know what to do. And then what is step three? So then the step three is that entering into transformation. Then God
1: is like, okay, you've walked through this with me. And so I'm going to start through all of this. We're going to begin that liberation from this idol that you have and put it. It's a good thing, right? The Jayhawks are a good thing. Sure. Great thing. Probably great. Not best, but they're pretty high. Yeah, pretty good. It's like, we're going to put it back where it belongs. So Uh it's a good thing. We're going to put it in this right place. But the transformation is, is you get, you're going to gain freedom from that and it won't devastate you. Uh, in eight years when they lose in the Sweet 16 again because they're going to make the final four for the next seven. Probably. In eight years, it won't devastate you as much Mm. and you've gained some freedom from it. and Yeah.
0: So that's that new trajectory of step three. Yeah. One thing you mentioned, and I kind of jumped over it, but I want to come back to it, is back in step two where we're entering into the Kairos moment, we're in the, the heart, head, hands. Yes. You said after the orient step, after the, the head step where we're thinking about it, a lot of times people will realize what God is saying to them. Yep. So like, let's go back to mine. Okay, I realize, God, you're telling me that KU basketball is probably an idol to me. Yep. But the, the, there's a huge uh, temptation to just bail. That's at where that you point.
1: balk and you bail.
0: Yep. You balk at it and you nope. bail.
1: I'm not giving up my gear. I'm not yeah. giving up my games. I'm not giving up my three... Time's going up there. I'm not going to do it. Because
0: we see what God wants from us and we say, nope, it's, it's, I'm not ready for that. And we we bail out of the, the Kairos moment. Yeah, we, and we bail say, out of it. Let me get back on with yep. my life. And
1: you're just back where you were. Yeah. And no transformation from it. And you I, miss the moment. Do you think that
0: happens a lot to people? Oh, sure.
1: I think, don't we all? I think, I think probably more often than not, if people notice that they're like, they kind of want to get into it, they'll test the water, right? Put their, dip, put their foot in it. But a lot of times, this is the point where I'm like, "Mm, the cost is too high. Mm. I'm not going to go there. Right. And we just go back. Yeah. I think that's the point of a lot of... So that's why this diagram to me is helpful, because it kind of tells me that. Like, that's the key moment. You know, experiencing God talks about that, how God will show me he's at work. And that, he he says in that, that's always a crisis of faith, that moment, because it's going to be bigger than I can do on my own, or it's going to cost me something. And he says, we go through a little crisis, but if you will step into it, that's where God can really work in your life. So
0: So the whole point of the Kairos moment is that we don't want to miss what God's doing. Is that right?
1: Don't want to miss it. And that we want to know, and just give people, here's how you work through it. And don't bail on it. Stick in the whole thing Mm -hmm. because the change that comes is really profound. It isn't just Kairos moment change. You've got to work through the process, go through the circle. Each of the, all three parts are important. So just hang in there,
0: learn what he wants you to learn, live into it. So Genesis 28 is when Jacob encounters God and has this Kairos moment and fully completes the Kairos process. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so actually what I would say is his language at the end when God says, I'm with you and I'm gonna do all this. And he says, well, if you-
0: Oh, you still bargaining. If you'll
1: do all of that, yeah, so that, da-da-da-da-da, then you will be my God. And what he's essentially saying is, um, I'm not going to step into you right now. Mm. I'm still keeping my life in control. So he, he kind mm. of, he, was, he had the opportunity, he met God, he was learning, but he's like, I'm still the scheming, deceiving Jacob. I'm not ready to live into that. And it yeah. wasn't until he wrestles God and he uh. takes him out, touches his hip. He's like, oh my gosh, this is the Lord. That, that's probably where he finally took that third step
0: into really living into God being his own. How much time between Genesis 28
1: and then him wrestling God? He was, how many years was he? twenty? Was it 21, 14 years he was in Haran? I don't know. It was like he, he met the one, seven years, then it was another seven. I think it was 21 years. I think he married, and then he was another seven. I actually think he was there 21 years. Wait, is that when he went and got his wives? Uh-huh. That's Haran's where he got his wives.
0: Leah and? huh Leah. Oh, and, that's what he's doing yeah. there. Yep. Okay, then yeah, that was like 14 years because it yeah. was seven apiece. It's a piece. pretty
1: long, and I think he was there another seven. I, so I do think it was 21. So then it's when he's coming back, he hears Esau's coming, and he's like, oh ah. man. And he and then that's when God like meets him at night and wrestles the dude.
0: We just talked for a minute about what a raw deal that is to work seven years for a girl. I know, and, it's and the then wrong you one. You get the <laughs> dang. Simon the pretty one. Shoot. Yeah. That's tough. That's yeah. Maybe We're, that's why he is the way he is. Hurt people, hurt people, you know? <laughs> Definitely. He had a lot of baggage. Yeah, he had a lot of <laughs> yeah. Everybody's scheming against him. so We he's... like to talk about what a schemer and bad guy he is. But if you work seven years for Pat and then got, she got switched out, <laughs> you'd be a little heated as well, Garen. So, yeah. Okay, last thing that you mentioned in your message that I thought was really useful was you were talking about parents. You slipped this thing in about parents. Yeah, the I end. know.
1: It's Mother's Day, so you gotta,
0: you gotta- Was that the reason behind it?
1: No, it actually, because recently I read this book where she said, You need to, she took that. I knew this Kairos concept from Breen. We both read that. Yeah. She tweeted. I loved her tweak, but then she applied it to parenting. And I'm like, whoa, that, not just for me and my Kairos moment, but how do you parent in a way to help your children learn to have their own relationship with God and see these? And that was a new thing for me. And I really wanted to share it with parents because I think this is a really big deal to go beyond mediating your faith to facilitating their faith. And that's a big difference. And I think probably my generation, we did a lot of mediating. Yeah. We didn't know about facilitation.
0: Well, shoot, I do a lot of mediating. And so what we mean by this, if this language is unfamiliar, mediating meaning I am kind of the go-between, my kids and God. And the only the only way they're really talking to Him or thinking about Him is through me. they got to uh-huh. come to me. Or in your environments. You're always the creator of the
1: environments. Yes. And
0: they're in your environments. And that's okay. That's part of it. But that probably shouldn't be the whole thing. No. We should also be facilitating them to have their own faith and their own God experiences. Yep,
1: And helping them to learn what might it look like if God is meeting you in the day and how do you look for that? And then if you do, that's you and God. I I can't do
0: that. That's you and him. That's you in your bedroom or you wherever. So help me understand this. is It would simply mediating my kids' faith be like, okay, at the dinner table, we're going to pray. And before bed, we're going to pray together and maybe talk about our day. And maybe we'll read a story together. But that's like maybe it? Kind of.
1: Yeah. And it's just more. And also, like I'm telling them things God's doing in my life. And I'm hoping they like
0: catch that. And that makes them excited. Okay. Okay. okay.
1: But they might be like, you know, that's cool. But I've never had experience. So then making the leap
0: to being like, okay, well, how did you hear God today? Right. Or or, hey, you, when you did this, how do you think that made God feel? Or what did you say to God after that? Or just just kind of creating in their minds that they get to have these interactions with God without uh-huh. you. Yes. Okay, I'm understanding yep. it more now.
1: And so, yeah, you're encouraging them. What would that look like? And then as they get older, because at first when they're young, it's hard for this, but you're trying to get them to think that way. And as they get older, you teach them more and more on what does it look like to walk through this yeah. process? Because a six, year old's not going to totally get all that. She talks about, it's either her three or four-year-old son. Some, he did something really bad. He hurt one of the siblings. And then he just told his mom he felt yucky. And so she said she was going to do what her normal mom thing was, which was rant and punish him and put him in a timeout. And then she stopped for a minute. And she said, wait, he just said he feels yucky. She says, that's the Holy Spirit convicting him. Oh. And she said, so she said, I stopped and I said, hey, you know what? That's actually God talking to you about what you did. And so he's he's a real young kid, but she just goes, why don't you come over here and sit down for a little bit and just talk to God about what you did and how you're feeling. And then he came back and I don't even remember all that he said, but it was like really cool. And it was, she she allowed God to take, that God was the creator of that yucky. Right. And that she allowed, and it didn't mean that there wasn't a, some kind of something consequence, but. She stopped and let it become a God moment for that child. And I thought, that's really cool. Okay.
0: Yeah, you talk about the older generation doing that. Man, I think I do this. And sometimes it's just because I can be so focused on myself. I think part of it is also like I have this control idol. And so I want to control. My kids are pretty young, but like I just want to control Maybe the way they see God so much because I don't want them to get a bad impression of Him or something. And so I I run it through like my own life before I give it to them. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but sure. it is yeah. a little bit scary to kind of step out and almost like let them have their own experiences with Him because it's like, well, what if they get frustrated or what if they don't, yeah. you know, experience Him in the right way? Or if they don't, what if, what they, if they choose not to? What if they choose not to? Yeah. Or what if they don't experience Him at all? So yeah, it yeah. makes them not want to uh-huh. believe, believe in Him or. I don't know. It is frightening, yep. but that's You're putting a, it in his court. Yeah. And their court. Yeah, and if you have that control thing, that's really hard. So, yeah, it's, it's a it's a process for me too. But I recognize that it's good and I want to get better yeah. at it. And this to me, new concept, but it's worth,
1: to me, It's that's why I challenge families. Just get the book, read it. Like, it is worth asking the question, what's the difference between mediating and facilitating and how right. can I get better at facilitating? Yeah. You don't stop the mediating. I still think as a parent, sure. You wanna have the prayer. You wanna
0: yes. you know, don't be in throw the throw that out. You're That's, not throwing that
1: out. Yeah. But but we gotta move beyond that to
0: facilitating so they can have their own faith. Yep. And not just mine. When we were at Exponential in Orlando, one of the breakouts was a couple, Hannah and Alex Absalom. They're a British couple who are actually missionaries here in Oklahoma. And um, they their specialty is like getting parents to Realize how to do this well, to like facilitate their kids' relationship with God, and so they actually have like a weekly email service and all that. if you're interested in getting emails like that, it's excellent. I read them all the time. I'm, we might put on the on our website I'm not sure. let me know and, and I'll get it to you. but when they were talking about that, that was such a kind of a new thing to me, and now you're talking about this, and I'm starting to realize this is a really important thing yeah so yeah good
1: and I wish I would have had this language way back, but I, you know I had what God gave me and Tried to steward what I had, but I really, the that's why I'm sharing this because I really would long for parents of kids right now to know the
0: difference and to work on those things. Yep. So cool. yep. All right. Hey, how many? I think we're we're getting down to it here. We're
1: getting down to it.
0: We've got I think four more. Oh, four, four more. more Yeah, I know. Down to I it, feel was like be, said four it was more gonna be. It was going the last
1: month. <laughs> it, well, it was. It was gonna end in May, and then I kind of realized. I got it. We got a couple special ones at the end that I'm going to come to that I kind of felt like were, I've prayed and thought and actually kind of had a Kairos moment on it and I felt like God was
0: okay showing me. Oh, like, so we extended a little. We extended two weeks. Okay, th- that makes sense yeah. because Extended two weeks. In my brain, yeah. we were about two weeks out. So oh. the, f- the yeah. fact that you extended It's an extension. Okay. It's like,
1: there, where else do we see extensions in the world? Like uh, On your taxes? Yeah, tax extension. Yeah, that's what this is. It's a tax, like a tax extension.
0: Yeah. Okay. So these these next two are the last two that were originally planned and then we got two more that you kind of added on because you feel like they're going to be really useful for yeah, us. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think they'll good. tie it up. They'll put a bow on it they'll and they're important They'll tie it up ones. well. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All righty. Well, Garen, you sent us out well yesterday. I think the send out on this one is just to, I think that train analogy is really helpful for me. Just like, stay plugged into truth. I know that God is there. He tells me he's there. And so even if I don't feel it, I've got to lean into him and trust that he's going to show himself to me. Yeah. So would you say that as well? Yeah, I think so. And then just to, to walk around with eyes and ears yeah. to see and hear him. And- yep.
1: Eyes and ears to see and if I'm a parent, really wanting my kids to give them the eyes and ears to see, help them learn that yeah. for their own self. Because they'll need it the rest of their life. And I'm not always going to be there, right? Yeah. But he's
0: always there. It was a good Mother's Day. Had the photo booth out there. That was a lot of fun. Um, what was your favorite thing about your mom, Garen? Just to close us out. Favorite thing about my mom? Yeah, for Mother's Day. For Mother's Day? Like you mean like, that I would do with her? Well, No, or? just like in honor of Mother's Day. Tell us your favorite thing about your mom. I
1: actually bought her this really cool gift one year that I'd had my eyes on for like three years and took me a long time to save up the money. And it was giving her a trophy of the best mom. I can't even almost tell you what it says because <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's about sitting on the toilet as a kid getting potty trained. But it was a way of honoring her. That that was a really big deal for me. That's really um, funny.
0: So, did she appreciate it when you gave it to her?
1: Yeah, she kept it in a prominent place for for the rest of her life. Oh, so. that's cool. I know that was meaningful to
0: her. Good deal. All right. Well, we hope you guys had a good Mother's Day and um, a good Yahweh Shama message. And we'll see you back next week. All right. See you guys.